And so it is a gift and it is a task to be entering into pastoral ministry. This morning I was planning on preaching Psalm chapter 1. And when Aaron began to preach from Psalm, I'm sorry, pray from Psalm 23 just a few minutes ago, I uh, decided to listen to Providence. And so if you would, I invite you to turn your Bibles to Psalm 23 this morning. And so instead of Psalm 1, we are going to look at Psalm 23. So there won't be any outline this morning, but in light of the events of what's going on in our church uh, this weekend, I believe the Lord would want us to find comfort and refuge from a familiar psalm. So Psalm 23. And as you turn there, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for who you are and what you've done for us. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have given it to us for every single circumstance of life. When we're happy, when we're rejoicing, when we're sad, when we're suffering. And Lord, we just are grateful that no matter what we are walking through, you are with us. And we have a reason not to fear. We have a reason to hope. Hope incarnated is Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we thank you for our great shepherd who comforts us. And so, Lord, as we turn our attention to Psalm 23 this morning, I just pray, Lord, that you would give me the words to direct us through this psalm. And I just pray, Lord, that you would give us a foundation this morning, a structure this morning to help us to know what to think and what to believe and what to feel in this impossible moment. We ask these things in Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Let's read Psalm 23 together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Church, as we look at Psalm 23, verse 1 acts as a sort of main point for the goal that the psalmist has here in this psalm. We see a truth in the first line that leads to an action for us. The Lord is my shepherd. That is the truth that this psalm is communicating to us. And because he is our shepherd, we shall not want. We have no needs. We are taken care of because he is our shepherd. And then we see the structure of this psalm in verses 2 and 3. We see the Lord is, good, is with us when life is good. So look again at verses 2 and 3 with me. He says, Make, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul, just as a shepherd would do to a sheep. 
He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. So the Lord is our shepherd when life is good. He's with us when life is going well. But then a transition occurs in verses 4 and 5. Away from when life is good to when life is difficult. So not only is the Lord our shepherd when life is good, but he is also our shepherd when life is hard. Verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. So this psalm, when it mentions here the valley of the shadow of death, that is actually a real historical place somewhere in Israel. And it was a notorious valley that shepherds did not want to go into. They did not want to take their sheep through because that's not a great place to be for sheep. Because in a valley, you have both wolves, lions, and also you have robbers and raiders. And so it was this impossible place that shepherds had to get through in order to get their sheep to water sources or to more fields, and yet it represented much danger. But the emphasis here is not on the valley of the shadow of death, it's on the next phrase, which is, despite needing to take sheep through the valley of the shadow of death, the psalmist writes, I will not fear. I I will fear no evil. So church, these words are true for us this morning. We find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death. We lost a brother of ours on Friday. We we, we feel the, the weight of death this morning. And yet the next words of this psalm are here for us. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, David is writing to us and he is saying, we have no reason to fear because God is our shepherd, because he is with us. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that we aren't heartbroken, but it means that in the midst of the most impossible situation, we have hope because God is with us. He has drawn near to us as the shepherd. And if we think about the implication of this, even from the New Testament, I think of Romans chapter 8, which in a similar way says, what then shall we say if God is for us? Who can be against us? The answer, no one. It asks another question. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him graciously give us all things? The answer again is yes, he will give us all things. A third question, who shall bring any charge against God's elect? The answer, no one. It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died and more than that, who was raised and is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Listen to this part, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. And it says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who has loved us. He says that I am sure that neither life 
nor death, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Church, those words are true for us this morning. As we find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death, we can trust that nothing, nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. The psalmist writes on on in verse 4, he says, For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Just as a shepherd has a hook to bring his sheep back, the Lord is bringing us back this morning to comfort us from his word. He is here for us. Verse 5, it gets even scarier. You prepare a table before me in the last possible place you could imagine, in the presence of my enemies. Imagine a worse place than the presence of your enemies, and yet the Lord prepares a table for us there. We must trust his providence. We must trust his goodness. It says, you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Church, the Lord is with us today. He is with us in this suffering. He is with us in the midst of this impossible moment in the life of our church. And then verse 6 says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me All the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we see in verses 2 and 3 that the Lord is with us when life is good. In verses 4 and 5, we see that that God is with us when life is hard. And then in verse 6, we are told that he is with us forever. It says, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And before that, it tells us that he will be with us all the days of our life. So the question that this psalm is essentially asking is when is the Lord not with us? If he's with us when life is good, if he's with us when life is hard, if he's with us for all the days of our life and with us forever, when is he not with us? And the answer is never. The Lord is always with us. He is our shepherd and we have no needs. And so church, in the midst of this pain, in the midst of this suffering, let's go to Psalm 23 and let's trust our great shepherd as he is here for us, as he is working through his church. Let's do this now. If we could just break into groups of maybe five or six people and let's pray. Let's pray for Bobby. Let's pray for Monique. Let's pray for their children. And let's just cry out to the Lord that through the midst of this impossible moment that he would he would shine forth in all of his glory and he would do what he always does which is he brings good out of evil so can we do that church could we break up and pray for a few minutes heavenly father we ask that you would hear our prayers lord you would send your spirit and comfort Uh, all of Trevor's family. And Lord, I ask that you would also send your spirit and comfort everyone that he's worked with, that he's spent time together with, building relationally, cared for by, Lord, that you would just, you would bless Jason and Katie. Lord, you would... You would bless Jameson and Jacob and Hudson, Scott, 
Lydia, Lord, and everybody else, anybody else that I'm, I'm forgetting at this moment, Lord, just pour out your spirit upon them. Lord, abundantly. Bring great comfort. Lord, give Jason wisdom. Lord, as he just has to lead through this, with his business, care for these guys. We ask for your anointing upon him. Special way. Lord, give him special wisdom. And we ask for Katie as well, Lord, that you'd bless her. Lord, so she can care for her husband. Love him and love these guys. They work together, Lord. Lord, then all of us as a church, we loved Trevor. a blessing to us, a friend to all of us. It hurts. Lord, we will trust you to be our good shepherd, to lead us through this, to guide us each step of the way. Lord, we just, we trust you. We just acknowledge you are the good shepherd. We trust you. And so, Lord, lead us. And bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for praying. Thank you for supporting Garrett as well. Garrett, thank you for being our pastor. Um, there's going to be a, a just a brief, uh, I guess, reception. We've got some pastries and uh, some coffee over there to the right. So feel free to hang out uh, before you pick up your kids. If your kids are in children's ministry, go ahead and get something to eat and some coffee. And Garrett will be standing by to sign autographs and take pictures and all that kind of stuff. So God bless.